Hi, I'm Holly. <laughs> and I am Danielle. And you're listening to The Spooky Hour. What up, friends? Happy Monday, you guys. It's Friday now, but it's Mondays. That then. threw me off so bad. I was like, Holly, it's yeah, Friday. We're time traveling, you guys. Yeah, happy uh, start of your week. I hope it's not crappy. I know mine will be. I can see to the future. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see anything very exciting happening to me next week either. But um, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's downloaded our episodes and subscribed to us and left us reviews and all this fun stuff. We are 12 states away from being all in America. <laughs> we are taking yeah. over. We are taking no, over. No, that's, that's seriously huge to us because like, mm. I, I know we say this all the time. I literally thought it would just be our moms listening so <laughs> well, i'm absolutely blown away we are 100 downloads away from 2000 are we we're, i didn't see that one yeah wow. we are so we're getting there and we have you guys to thank so thank you you guys thank are amazing you. and we love you our little spookies literally would not be able to do this without you i mean we would be able to but i feel like it'd be less fun <laughs> i feel like we would have given up by now probably because we'd just be like talking to ourselves for yeah. like an hour every week it's just weird <laughs> i'm like we can just do that and not record but now we have you guys <laughs> I do that i do that every other day of the week so <laughs> um so true crime nerds hello it's been a huge couple of weeks for us uh i'm not making light of it i'm not saying it's been like a fun week but there's just been like an overwhelming amount of news so much so much we're gonna i just kind of want to do a recap get everyone up to date i'm not going super in depth at all but just you know uh we're gonna start with Lori vallow and chad daybell they are the crazy like second coming of christ people who uh unfortunately murdered uh her children uh Disgusting. so we know now that the the bodies of the children have been found and identified they are both in custody thank satan um she just got new charges today i didn't look at the article but hopefully they slap her with everything they can get i hope um, so too yeah and he's he's been charged as well uh they found the bodies on his property which is gross um so yeah not the ending we wanted but at least they're in custody at least we're getting some justice here um in in sort of like really exciting news the golden state killer has yeah. officially been named joseph d'angelo uh, he's he's old. He's like seventy something. Obviously, ex cop. A yep, a former cop. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this I shouldn't is, say ex cop. I mean former cop. Whatever. Yeah, it works. Um, this is huge. Like he was one of the big names back in the seventies. It's been four plus decades of him being out there um i think he's been killing up until his body physically wouldn't let him yeah you know what i mean like as he starts Mm -hmm. to age and he can't overpower people um but yeah he's we're getting some justice there so that that one was really exciting for me uh do you know how he was caught no i don't know oh ancestry dna or something like that right yeah Yeah, so the police this is brand spanking new that they've been working with like the ancestry or whatever and they ran the dna found at the crime scene and it matched one of his cousins and i guess through like interviews and stuff they narrowed it down to him and they like swabbed his car one day and boom yeah fucking wild man i was was listening to a a podcast one of my favorites uh morbid i'm gonna give them a shout out because they're amazing yeah um but i was listening to their cover of the golden state killer and they mentioned that and it blew my mind absolutely not cool uh my boyfriend though he was all like well is there like a disclaimer when people do this that the police are going to use their dna i was like does it matter yeah <laughs> they like caught the golden state killer i get where he's coming from because like the privacy thing but i'm sure there's small print somewhere if i mean you if you kill somebody something 
if if you kill somebody, then you have no, you don't get privacy. Sorry, but yeah, sucks to suck. Uh, in other news, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell has been taken into custody. Finally, this blew my mind. For those who don't know, she was the sort of kind of girlfriend of uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, she was an associate of his. There's uh, heavy allegations that she sort of groomed these young girls. Uh, into this pedophilia ring. Um, so she was immune to charges as far as I knew. But yeah. uh, you told me the workaround, actually. Danielle told me and I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, apparently from what I was reading, because um, they gave them all like immunity and basically because they, he, ba- I guarantee he, he like paid them off somehow. Something It was happened. a shitty, I can't remember who he was. He was a governor of some sort. Yeah. And uh, he ended up working for Trump and uh, stepping down after this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing came out. But he yeah. cut a deal with this guy ba- being like, give me like the lightest sentence and everyone gets immunity and like boom so this guy like passed i don't know i'm terrible with terminology but this governor judge guy basically basically helped him get freaking illegal yeah so illegal and they were just like yeah you can't do that and something happened whereas they're like well your immunity actually isn't a legitimate thing so sorry too bad for you i'm glad they said that though because it wasn't legitimate like it was the most back-ass deal i've ever seen in my life if you Mm -hmm. haven't watched the epstein documentary on netflix do it. highly recommend highly recommend do it she's been taken into custody uh i'm glad to see she's gonna be facing charges gonna be very interesting to see uh if she mysteriously commits suicide or mysteriously Mm -hmm. catches coronavirus or there's a lot of rumors out there that she's not going to make it past a week. So Cardi B's voice just went through my head when you said <laughs> coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's been in my head for like four months now. Oh god, it's my um, life now. And then lastly, unfortunately, really bad news here um, for those who have been following the case of Private Vanessa Guillen. Uh, she's been missing from an army base, I believe, in Texas. I think so. I don't act. I don't know what army base it is, but I, know I just know it's an army base. Um, she's been missing. Um, there have been remains found in the case. Uh, they haven't been officially identified, but the family's lawyer basically said it was her. Uh, the story behind the alleged murder is so brutal. And there's no way that someone's not covering this up because it's like if you hear the story allegedly she was murdered in like a common laundry room and there was blood everywhere and it was like loud he killed her with a hammer no one heard it it was like pretty brutal this girl who was who was telling people that people were like sexually harassing her in the army randomly gets murdered probably very loudly and no one hears it yeah i'm calling cover up but yeah unfortunately um it's not looking good in that case but hopefully uh, we get some justice. Unfortunately, the main suspect did commit suicide when police were closing in on him. So annoying. But they do have someone in custody who allegedly helped him. Hopefully, she gets what she deserves. Yeah. Hopefully. That's like a huge, huge week for true crime. Yeah. Huge. It was, that was a lot. I couldn't believe every time there was like a new update. I'm like, what a day. Like, <laughs> And then you feel a little bit like an asshole. But like, I genuinely find this stuff interesting. So. Yeah. So. But there's my recap. So we started with some true crime. We're going into some spooky, and then we'll end it with... It's a true crime sandwich. Yeah. You're I welcome. Like You're we the peanut like... butter to my sandwich. I was going to say jelly. I don't But like I'm your bread, because I'm like... I don't know. This isn't going... <laughs> I'm going to be the jelly, because I don't like peanut butter sandwiches. Okay. You could be the jelly to my sandwich. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Done. Jelly. You know what's really weird? I like jelly and peanut butter sandwiches, but I don't like peanut butter sandwiches. I, if it's if it's this is so off topic oh my god if it's just yeah. a peanut butter sandwich it has to be crunchy peanut butter oh yeah no just not still oh, no? no okay no. fine no sorry 
Not even like to the spooky hour where we have debates about peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's get into some spookies now because we're done talking about peanut butter. Let's Um, do it. So I'm going to talk about the Pluckley Village and the Screaming Woods. It's a it's 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 terrifying. Yeah. You get you guys get two things tonight. You are welcome. Are they like beside each other or is it two different things? No, it's they're beside each other. Okay, I thought so. Okay. It's awesome. one spooky ass place in England. So the Pluckley Village. Spooky land. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's where we have to go and move, apparently. So I love this. Okay. The Pluckley Village is located in Ashford District of Kent, England. It's been around for like a really long time. Like it, some of it dates back to like the thirteenth, like fourteenth century, but like it could be even earlier than that. I didn't dig that far deep because <laughs> no thank you. I feel like thirteen centuries is far enough back. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so it was home to the Deering family, um, and they were of high importance and owned basically the whole town at like one point. Wow. Um, in eighteen or in nineteen eighty nine, the Pluckley Village held the Guinness Book of World Record for being the most haunted village in Britain. Oh, I thought it was gonna be something fun. That's not no. a fun title to have. Yeah. <laughs> but that that category is no longer a thing. But that's kind of cool that they they held it. Well, because how do you gauge like most haunted? I have no do you count idea. how many ghosts are in the room. Like you just do a survey. Like okay, so one. <laughs> Hello, no. are you dead? <laughs> can I can I have this job? I want I that like job. This. <laughs> Um, it's said that there's over 13 active spirits in the village alone. They did count. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. And to make it even more, like, spooky, just adjacent to this village is a forest called the Deering Woods, so named after that family. Mm-hmm. And it's better known as the Screaming Woods. And I'll get into it. Terrifying. I hate that already. <laughs> you don't want to go stay in the woods? Are you sure? We can the go camping. Screaming Woods? No, I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> that you can actually camp there, so we should go. At the Screaming Woods. You want yeah. To- okay. yeah yeah (laughs) um so from all the claims people have said there's more than 40 spirits that have been reportedly seen in the village and within like the woods so combined and here i thought like the one spirit in my house was too much can you imagine having like 40 spirits no i used my ghost thing the other day in my basement for the first time our little uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago we got like a little ghosty app Mm -hmm. and according to this app in my immediate area there was four different spirits yeah no thank you nope I'm moving. So I'm just going to talk about some, like, I'm not going to go into too much detail of the history of the place, but I'll get into it. We'll go, we'll mm-hmm. go through it and you can see my flow that's happening. Um, so within the village, there's remains of like a 19th century wooden windmill. In 1939, there was a storm and lightning hit the windmill and it burnt down. The windmill was owned by a, a gentleman named Richard Buss. His nickname was Dickie. <laughs> Sorry. Why do you do this to me? You know, I'm 12. <laughs> I don't know. So that's his nickname. I'm going to call him Dickie for the rest of this thing. <laughs> and I'm probably going to laugh every time. <laughs> so after the windmill burnt down, he got like, apparently he fell into a depression. Um, he basically, he lost his business. That was his whole Aww. business. And he ended up hanging himself. He committed suicide. Oh. Yeah. People have reported seeing a man standing in the field, just staring at the spot where the windmill used to be. Aw. Yeah, it's really sad. It's sad. I know. And some people have reported passing by the site and seeing someone hanging. Um, and once they go up to the person to be like, oh my God, go f- save this person, they just disappear. <laughs> Stop hanging. Yeah. And he's very, very commonly seen prior to a storm. So if there's going to be oh, like a lightning storm. Yeah. Because that's what burnt. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's really spooky. I don't know why. I think that's cool though. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first, the first guy, Dickie. 
in the village just on like the edge of it there's a house called graystones and if anyone plays red dead redemption it just reminded me of it so <laughs> just i do not understand this reference you don't know yeah you'll get it if you play red dead um so there's a house called graystones it's like a huge white house it was built in 1863 and was occupied by a monk from what i can find he was known as like the phantom monk but i don't like have an actual name for him that's just what people call him so he was spooky even when he was alive too i guess so yeah very spooky um so this monk is known for being extremely active and likes to cause a little bit of a ruckus um so lots of poltergeist activity happens within the graystone so a lot of like throwing stuff stuff that goes missing um people say it's not very violent it's just very just loud like with you a little bit yeah yeah um so near the graystones is a cottage called rose court cottage it's haunted by a lady called the Lady of Rose Court. It's very original. Very, very creative. Original. Lots yeah. of real creative names here. I love it. But, um, or it's also, she's also known as the Tudor Lady as well. Okay. Don't ask me why. But she is. Uh, a Tudor, I could be wrong, but I think a Tudor is a type of rose. So, like, the Tudor rose. Tudor rose. Yeah. 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 I get it. <laughs> I used to go to a bar in my town called the Tudor Rose. It was it was something else. Anyways, <laughs> it was it was something else. It was something else. <laughs> so it said um, this lady was a mistress of one of the Deering family members. Um, yeah, she died from drinking poisonous ivy berries taken from the Deering woods or the Screaming Woods. Um, so I don't know if she made it into like a tea or something like that, and or she wanted to commit suicide. I don't know, but she ended up having that and dying. Um, people have reported seeing her walking around the cottage or like the grounds near the cottage. Sometimes she is seen with two dogs, but it's also reported that she calls um, for her dogs between four and five p.m. And apparently, that's when she died. Aw, yeah. Do the, are the dogs ghosts too? That'd be really cool. Not those ones. Oh, there's oh there is actually ghost dogs. There is a ghost dog. Things I am here for. Yeah, I mean it's yes. a haunted village. We have everything in this village. I love this. <laughs> um, so in the village there is a spot called the Deering Arms. We're getting into a theme here, if you haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> it um, was used as like a hunting lodge, and today it's like a bed and breakfast. Okay. Um, there are reports of extreme poltergeist activity. It's one of the most haunted places in the village. Um, chairs will be pushed and dragged along the floor. Mm. People hear loud footsteps going up the stairs and glasses and bottles are shoved off the bar. The most common report in this place is people seeing an older lady sitting at one of the windows. She is seen in like a, it said a Tudor period style dress and bonnet. I am thinking of like, um, Those like dresses a, that make your butt look real big. Yeah. Or like yeah. a Mormon. <laughs> I don't know. Or that. I just think of a I've, bonnet. I, I don't know. I pictured like the, you know, the ones where they have like the bustles underneath. Yeah. So your butt looks bigger. That's what I pictured. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, even need one of those. <laughs> so she's seen in like this period style dress and bonnet. Um, she sits at the window and then disappears. However, she's apparently reported to be like so lifelike that people have mistaken her for somebody that's like actually like in the place. Like they'll go up to her and like go to and- serve her and she'll just disappear that's creepy yeah like this old lady's fucking with people isn't it weird that like ghosts look different to people like some ghosts are like transparent some look like real people some yeah. are just like orbs even like and everyone can see it differently i it's wonder so if that's weird. like how long they've been a ghost like they they appear more the longer they've been a ghost if that makes yeah. sense i hope Off i topic, like but... appear at something like when i die i hope it's like something like really creepy 
just my face popping up every so often <laughs> just like around the corner like hey guys miss hey. me <laughs> just my head <laughs> yeah just your head that's it i want to be like oh, i want to come back as a dog maybe a dog they live the best life and bite people like a we- ghost dog or like a like an actual like your your spirit lives then in a dog now i want to come back as a ghost dog so i can pee on everybody and no one will ever know no one will just like they'll be stinky all of a sudden oh I yeah like this. yeah <laughs> I'm here to torture people in my afterlife. Okay? <laughs> um, so moving on, um, within the village, there's obviously an old spooky churchyard and a church. Typical. You need one. You need one. That's rules. Um, so the church is called St. Nicholas Church. The Deering family are all buried here. Buried oh. here. Buried. Buried. I don't know. It's been a long week. One of those. They're all. They're, they're all, in a hole. Yeah. They're all there. <laughs> um, both a white and red lady have been seen here. The white lady is dressed in all white and is said to be very young. Um, but it's also said that her body is scattered into seven different coffins within the churchyard. Oh. Which is really weird to me because, I don't know, that's just Is creepy. it like the, um, the one in the Niagara region that you did where they just, like, fucked up the burials all together and, like, I don't different know. bodies I, in different places? This is the thing. I couldn't find anything on her besides her it was spirit. Just, like, an urban legend? Creepy. Yeah. It's really creepy, but, like, honestly... If you're that rich, if she's part of the Deering family and you're that rich, I mean, I would bury every single part of my limbs, too, and be like, yo, screw you guys. Oh, just to be super extra and have, yeah. like, a, a different casket for everyone? Every single limb. <laughs> uh, so the Red Lady is said to be the spirit of Lady Deering. Um, she could be um, seen standing over an unmarked grave. People have said this grave is of her stillborn, which is really Ooh. sad. Like, really yeah. sad. Um, she was given the nickname Red Lady, uh, because there's a red rose on her coffin. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that's why she got her nickname. Um, so people will hear, like, clinking, um, within the church, like someone's walking around in high heels. Um, and they both, both ladies are often seen inside the church as well. Um, also seen within the church is a dog. It's a small dog with white fur. People have said they've actually, like, pet this dog. So this dog oh has come God. up for pets, and they've pet the dog, and as they're petting it, it just disappears. Or, like, runs away and disappears. 15 out of 10. Right? Cutest. <laughs> um, it will follow people into the church and then, like, just disappear. When asked about the dog, the priest that's currently within the church that works there um, says that the dog has been around for hundreds of years, and um was owned by a former priest in the church that's adorable yeah so i'm back to i'm back to the dicky guy you're welcome (laughs) um so there's a lane called dick bus lane named after the mailman who died i'm not i'm not kidding this village we have to go live there i love it (laughs) it's said to be haunted by a schoolmaster who committed suicide by hanging himself in a tree um today he is also reported wearing a frock coat and striped trousers and sometimes you can see him hanging from a tree. Oh, that's yeah. so creepy. There's two reports on him. One report said that um, his students have found, like, found him in the the woods hanging from the tree. Mm-hmm. And another report said that he was friends with the mailman, so Dickie, and he's the one who found him. So okay. there's two sides of the story. I don't know which one is real, but there's two. Oh, these creepy. are creepy. Yeah, a lot of these are just like like legends because there's Mm -hmm. no real backstory on it just so everyone knows i'm not making shit up (laughs) Uh, there's a bridge in the village called pinnock bridge people have seen a pink misty apparition it's said to be a spirit of a gypsy woman fancy so cute um so she had fallen asleep smoking a pipe and the embers ended up falling into her bed which was made out of straw 
And so she burned to death. I don't mean to laugh. Casual. Like, absolutely same. Yeah, right. I, that would happen to me. <laughs> Just get too stoned and oh my god. <laughs> Up in flames. There you go. I don't mean to laugh. Please don't haunt me, gypsy woman. I just yeah. relate to that so hard. <laughs> um, She's said to be like either the pink apparition or she people sometimes see her like sitting on the bridge. Apparently she lived near there and like sold stuff off the bridge. Mm-hmm. That's where she was. Um, I like that she's pink. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's really cute. So in the 19th century, a man had died when a clay wall crushed him at the brickworks in town. Yeah. It said you can hear him screaming throughout the night. Creepy. To make the, like, spooky village vibes even better than they already are, because there's so much shit going on. I'm loving it so far. Yeah. They also have the ghost of a headless coachman. Of course. Hmm. Yeah, obviously. Every village needs one. Yeah. Um, he's has been seen driving a black carriage that is led by four black horses. He's seen throughout the village, but mainly on Maltman's Hill. Um, his most recent sighting was in 1997. Oh, that's so long ago. Yeah. I mean, what village isn't complete with a, without a headless horse? You need one. They're, right? So far, they're ticking off a whole bunch of my, like, to-do lists. Right? You got I a dog. You got a gypsy lady we got some creepy ladies we got someone buried in eight different great i like it so far it's nice <laughs> mainly the dog though sounds like home <laughs> it does sound like home right um so the most haunted spot in the village is the black horse pub the pub is located in the center and it was built in 1470 it was actually the farmhouse for the deering family it said that this house is haunted by a girl named Jessie Brooks, and she likes to mess with you. Um, she hides people's clothes. She also likes to smash glasses and bottles in the bar. She'll, like, tug at your hair. She'll tug at your shirts. She's just bitter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's me. I, I do the exact same. <laughs> She's got nothing else to do, right? Right. So we'll, we'll journey from the village. We'll go into the forest now. So within the Screaming Forest, there's a part of the forest called Parkwood. So an old army colonel has been seen around the forest. He also committed suicide by hanging himself in the tree. We have a pattern going on. Yeah, literally. Yeah, but people it's have... Like that, um, that forest in Japan, the suicide forest. Suicide forest. forest. Yeah. Yeah. So people have seen him like marching through the woods, sometimes hanging from a tree multiple things um so he's again he's commonly seen by like hikers people passing by but they've also seen him like walking up behind them like they'll turn around and see a guy in period clothing just walking up to them yeah just popping out about out of nowhere um it's said that he has like an extremely sad expression and he like goes to like reach out to like people like go to like touch them and then disappear which is so sad. Let me hug you. He probably doesn't want to cross over yet. Probably. He's probably really... I'm, apparently, it was right after, like, World War One. Okay. So, he's probably a bit sad. So, near the forest, there's a corner named Fright Corner. Um, <laughs> Fright? Like, Fright. frightening? Yeah. They named it Fright Corner. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, a, it's along the Smarden Bell Road. The ghost that haunts this lovely corner is named the Ghostly Highwayman. He was murdered and, or sorry, he was a murderer and a robber and villagers got sick of his shit. So they murdered him. <laughs> Casual. Fight fire with fire. Yeah. However, they were pretty gruesome about it. It's reported they dragged him into the forest, nailed him to a tree and then cut oh, his head off. Brutal. Yeah. There's also another story of his death. It said that there was like a huge fight between him and some, what they call lawmen. So cops. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up being pinned to a tree with a sword. So either way, oh. he died pretty gruesomely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he is the reason why the Deering Woods have been called the Screaming Woods. So you can uh. hear his screams throughout the night. Um, but 
the reason why it was called Fright Corner is because he likes to scare the fuck out of people. So <laughs> you'll be walking near this like corner path. It's it's like literally a street. And he's known to jump out from behind trees and scare people. Like That's literally hilarious. jump out, scare you, and disappear. I, I love would, that. He he knows what he's there for. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, fuck you. He's probably he was probably like a murder like again, murderer robber. So he's probably yeah. just in his afterlife being like, I'm gonna mess with everybody around here because I yeah. would do the same. I mean, I wouldn't murder and kill everybody, but I'd mess with everybody. can't, like, physically kill them in the afterlife. Like, there's never been, like, a ghost that kills someone. But, like, he could definitely make them shit themselves. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably getting so much joy out of making people, like, piss themselves. (laughs) Honestly, I think I would do it, too. It's kind of funny the more I think about it. (laughs) Right? Like, this this whole area is just absolutely crazy. Um, So, the woods are apparently active during the day and the night. Um, Screams are constantly heard. And people have reported hearing, like, walking in the woods. So, they'll be alone and they'll stop. And then they'll just hear someone, like, come up behind them. But no one will be there. Um, Like, kind of like they're being followed. Yeah. Um, So, you can go on ghost walks, like, throughout the village as well as the the forest. Um, And apparently, you can, like, camp in the screaming woods. Like, it's a thing. I would do it. I would so do it you know you would last very long you know uh there's an episode of um buzzfeed unsolved uh where they stay in a house and uh a lot of people i I think they don't make it through the night they end up leaving at like 3 a.m or something like that would be me oh my god i'd act all tough and the second it gets dark i'd be like no no i wouldn't sleep that's the only thing is i wouldn't actually sleep i'd just stay up all night yeah you have to go there prepared to not sleep yeah yeah exactly um so which what i found interesting and take this as you will um but i have to add it in because it was part of my research um so i was reading an article where some uh someone interviewed residents of the of the pluckley village and most of the residents don't believe it's haunted and say it's all made up they don't experience anything they don't see what people have reported um in the whole article only one person they interviewed said they think it's haunted and that person worked at one of the pubs um so one of like the tourist attractions yeah exactly yeah um so most of the residents that were interviewed seemed pretty pissed off they were mad they were like people come here and like are like it's a ba- it's a huge tourist attraction now yeah. because they've like built it on this like get off my lawn is yeah basically what they're saying and like there's that um that british show i don't know if it's a thing anymore but it's like most haunted mm-hmm. and it has like the chick i don't know i don't remember her name but i used to watch with my mom all the time but they they went there like multiple times there's episodes on there so the, the residents don't really think it's haunted at least for that one person maybe but there's a lot of shit going on do you think they're just saying that so people stop going though maybe like they're like it's not haunted at all don't come here but or actually, maybe maybe they know what's going on and it's some like sacred ground and they're all part of it Ooh, conspiracy da, da, da. theory some cult vibes yeah but that, that, <laughs> that's all i got for you today the only uh, another theory i could think of is that it's just like hysteria so like the people who are experiencing things go there to experience things yeah you know what i mean so they like trick themselves into seeing it they start seeing stuff that isn't there so that's why the locals don't see it because they're just like over it <laughs> they're just like oh, over it that sounds like a lovely place though i think I we should go whole village is freaking haunted i mean what village isn't complete with a headless horseman again yeah this is they've nailed it they got it all literally they nailed someone to a tree they've nailed it <laughs> yeah like literally <laughs> but that was cool i i like um how you almost did like a tour of the village yeah i felt I like i was on the ghost tour i feel like i should work for them you're welcome they should pay you yeah for sure i guess that means it's my turn right let's get in some murderies let's go back to yeah. our sandwich um so this week's is like 
it's still pretty crazy, but in comparison to last week, like, it feels so lame. Because <laughs> last week, just, like, you scared the shit out of me. I scared the shit out of myself. It was just a weird week. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to tell you guys about the disappearance of Gail Palmgren. Uh, so Gail Palmgren was a 44-year-old mother of two. She had a son named Jared and a daughter named Lorraine. She was married to Matthew Palmgren, but their marriage was starting to fizzle. Uh, there's more on that in a little bit. The family lived in Signal Mountain, Tennessee, and also had a lovely cottage some ways away in Alabama. There's also more on that in a little bit. Gail graduated from Williamsville East High School and later went to the University of Buffalo, where she received a biochemical pharmacology degree. And Damn, girl. Her- yeah, she earned her Doctor of Pharmacology from uh, Nova Southeastern University of Florida. After working and gaining some experience in the field, she actually became a teacher in pharmacology. So she was a super smart lady. Got to respect that. Um, her work included teaching pharmacy students and physicians about future medications through her work at university. Um, so she like knew what a medicine was going to be in the future, basically. That's absolutely If that crazy. makes sense. So she was, like, really, really smart, really successful, really accomplished. Um, And also, just to rub salt in the wound a little bit, she cared for veterans at various medical centers for, like, free. Oh, my God. What a freaking gem. So she sounds like an angel. Yeah. Um, Overall, her life was fairly average besides the whole, like, being a genius thing um, until the year 2010. Um, So this piece of info is not in any official news sources. Take this as you will. I found a forum that's mostly run by locals that are about, like, it's about Gail. Um, I learned that she'd been seeking to divorce her husband, Matthew. Uh, The marriage had turned sour. They were fighting and uh, she had suspicions that he was cheating on her. Uh, The only somewhat solid evidence I have on this comes from a local paper in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, The quote comes from one of Gail's friends, Arlene Durham. The quote reads, Quote, one of Gail's friends, Arlene Durham, told Jay Scott in a recent interview on WGOW that the couple was headed toward divorce, that Matthew Palmgren's drinking caused him to be verbally abusive to both Gail and the children, and that he once became so enraged that he knocked a door off of a door frame in the couple's home. So the only solid evidence comes from a friend of Gail. Yeah, kind of like hearsay. Could yeah. only go so far, unfortunately. So back to the forum, because I found this forum really interesting. Um, again, I typically don't like to use, like, Reddit or forums or anything for research, yeah. but these people, like, there's thousands of pages of these people trying to solve her disappearance. Wow. Like, it's, and these people are, like, in, uh, not insane. I don't want to say insane. They're, like, they're committed. basically investigators at this point. It's like um, they don't yeah. fuck with cats. Exactly. That's what it feels like. Um, but so, yeah, it's, like I said, it's a forum. Take it as you will. I thought it was cool. So locals allege that around this time, Gail hired a private investigator to look into her husband and gather evidence for the court proceedings. It's also alleged that through the private investigator, uh, she confirmed her suspicions and that he did have a mistress. Um, Apparently, this mistress was a high class bitch that loved getting spoiled because Gail also allegedly discovered that Matthew not only ran through his own entire salary, but had started withdrawing from her retirement fund as well. And this Stop is where it starts it. to get real messy. <laughs> I would lose my absolute shit. This is why my account is separate. <laughs> you don't give them the password ever. Nope. Um, so yeah, this he was hemorrhaging a lot of money. And I'm, I'm, I feel like he had a fairly decent job too. Like, you know, he wasn't making pennies. So he was running through a lot of money. 
I want to give credit here to WRCB-TV News. Um, I think it's a local Tennessee station, but they literally have a timeline of events surrounding her disappearance, and I relied heavily on it for research. It was really well organized. I did not use the whole thing, so if you want to look it up, they are called, again, WRCB-TV News. You're welcome. <laughs> she got you, you guys got the head bobble. You just didn't see it. So. I saw it. In- <laughs> In June 2010, Gail was laid off from her job at Nova Taurus Pharmaceuticals, where she was employed as a scientific director and medical liaison for eight years. I would wow. imagine this was a heavy blow for her if her marriage was already on its way out. Yeah. Um. So I'm just thinking of like her emotional state at this time. That's why I added this part in. Um, so nothing really suspicious happens until November 17th of 2010. Signal Mountain police are called to the Palm Grant's house in response to a verbal argument. Police records show that Matthew and Gail had an argument over their missing dog. The dog was found. Don't worry. I looked it up. Um, and very important <laughs> questions other than the murder. I knew dog. someone would ask because that was the first thing I thought of was like, hold on, <laughs> their dog went missing. Um, so the, the dog's fine. She's not, but the dog's fine. <laughs> Gail ended up leaving and went to spend the night with Matthew's mom at her apartment um all was fairly Wait, quiet so her mother-in-law yeah wow yeah i thought that was interesting too yeah so yeah all was fairly quiet again until april 22nd of 2011 uh signal mountain police responded again to another verbal argument between matthew and gail the two were fighting while stopped at a stop sign the argument was over who was going to drive their jeep to the lake uh, <laughs> I, I actually read into the the forum mentioned this as well. So the Jeep belonged to Gail, like it was under her name. Mm-hmm. And whatever for whatever reason, he just wanted to drive it. And she was like, no, absolutely not. I would be Which the I same way. Like, yeah. Same way. I'm not. I hate driving. I let my boyfriend drive my car all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what this fight was over. So Matthew got out of the car and Gail called the police on him. Um, after that, on April 29th, 2011, uh, Signal Mountain police are dispatched on a third call. The couple was involved in another argument that ended with Gail going to the family's lake house in Alabama for the night. The couple had agreed that she would also take her two children with her. The police report indicates that Gail was given a phone number to, quote, a safe place to stay. So this makes me think that Matthew was sort of, like, out of hand, and the police felt that she and the children were in danger. So they were like here's this phone number yeah just in case you feel like you need it yeah the next day april 30th 2011 is the day gail goes missing a neighbor reports seeing gail leaving her home in her jeep uh susie button described gail pongram as being susie button i know isn't that adorable susie button that's 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 the neighbor (laughs) so cute um, so she described Gail as being upset in the days leading up to the disappearance. Uh, she also said Gail asked her to hold her passport and cash for her. Um, other neighbors That's described. Weird. Yeah, I told you, it's getting weird. Um, other neighbors described being asked to hold on to other personal belongings as well. So Gail was going around saying, hey, hold this, hold this. Hmm. In an interview, uh, like, Months after the disappearance, Gail's sister, Diane Nichols, tells Eyewitness News that Gail begged her sister to call the Signal Mountain Police and have them meet her at the family home. Uh, Nichols said the police called Palm, uh, Gail on her cell phone, uh, and the details of the conversation have never been made public. Wow, why? So, allegedly, the police reached out to her, but we don't know what happened. Interesting. This case sounds absolutely bonkers. It's really, really weird, and it's it's a disappointing ending. <laughs> sorry but it's i have theories after the disappointing ending um so this is interesting because gail was supposed to be at the lake house the night before so the forum i read 
says that this sighting took place at 12 noon on the 30th. So the sighting at her home. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gail had returned home to drop off the children and then disappeared. The children were home, which supports this theory. But other locals in the former forum dispute this because of the timing. Apparently, Gail was sighted on a trail near the lake house at 3 p.m. And there was severe uh, thunderstorm warnings afoot. So locals say that there's no way that Gail could drive home from the lake house by 12 p.m., then be back at the lake house by 3 p.m. for that sighting. So they're saying the timing doesn't quite add up. But the kids made it home. So. Like, which one is it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and there was never, like, I didn't see any interviews with the children or anything to say, like, what happened. Like, did your mom drop you off? Did someone else drop you off? How old were the kids? Ooh, I did not look. I believe they were young, like, eight-ish at the okay. time. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm obviously not familiar with the area, so I can't say much. But if the kids made it home, then obviously she got there at some point. Yeah. Um, perhaps it was a false sighting on the trail. Who knows? On May 2nd, 2011, Diane, so Gail's sister, calls Signal Mountain Police from her home in New York. Uh, she reports she did not hear from Gail and requests a welfare check and files a missing person report. Um, an officer drove to Gail's home. No one was home and there was no signs of foul play. Later that same day, Matthew calls 911 to report his wife missing as well. Uh, he tells police his wife dropped their children off at home and had not been seen since. Um, so they issued what's called a be on the lookout alert. Okay. So it's not like a missing person. She wasn't classified as missing, but they're like, yo, if you see her, call us. Yeah, because they um, have to be missing for a certain amount of time to be considered like a part of a missing, like the missing person. Yeah, and I think given like... She essentially left the home because she was being assaulted, we can assume, or, mm-hmm. like, he was in some way belligerent. So, like, maybe they think she's just staying away for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, why is she a missing person when she's probably just protecting herself? There's there's reasons. I'm trying not to bash the police too much this time. <laughs> <laughs> We're being nice. Uh, so this is where it starts to get fishy to me. Um, on May 6, 2011, Matthew files a motion for exclusive use and possession of the couple's home. He also files a restraining order against his wife, who is missing. I was going to say, how are you? Fa- what? <laughs> and a request for temporary custody of the children. In his affidavit, Matthew says that his wife had suffered, quote, bouts of depression and was paranoid uh, in the days leading up to her disappearance, which fits the story of her, like, giving her passport to the neighbors, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that's that's paranoia. Yeah. Um, she changed PIN numbers to their bank account. Um, and well, you were he, stealing her money. Of course. I would do this. Literally. Like, <laughs> um, but he, he basically told police that he thought his wife might try to take the kids out of the country to, like avoid the court proceedings that she started i don't know um but i just thought it was interesting that his wife is missing and his first concern is their shared assets yeah i smell a rat yeah a little bit um a little bit sketchy on on may 8th 2011 the family gives a missing person flyer to a local news station and finally the police confirm that she is in fact uh, a missing person so it's upgraded from the be on the lookout um it took the, the the pressure from the media to get it upgraded basically the family felt like the police wasn't doing enough so they went to the media that's ridiculous tale. I, that's ridiculous because i thought it's like after a certain amount of time you're considered a missing person yeah and at this point it had been over a week yeah i swear it's not that long <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure it's like 24 48 hours or something yeah i'm pretty like sure that. i'm pretty sure it's 48 hours so yeah for the next month there's no real news uh, matthew finally speaks to the press after almost a month of his wife being missing so in that month he had no press interviews no please bring my wife home none of that he had all this time to think about what he was gonna say 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were skeptical of his apparent lack of care, but police do not name him nor anybody else as a person of interest. Um, the family during this time has been holding vigils, but there's no real updates for them. On June 7th, 2011, Matthew got fired from his job. Uh, the company had to release a statement saying that his firing is not related to the ongoing investigation. But the fact that they had to issue that statement makes me kind of think otherwise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe Matthew started showing his true colors at work. Maybe he was having angry outbursts at work. Or maybe his reputation sort of made his uh, co-workers uncomfortable. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. They, they claim it had nothing to do with it. But just just strange timing to me. Um, on June 18th, 2011, Matthew agrees to let police search his multiple properties, so long as both he and his lawyer are present while they do so. Um, around this time, uh, Kevin Nowacki and Diane Nichols, who are Gail's brother and sister, file a request for a restraining order against Matthew. Um, they requested a court-appointed guardian for the children and asked that Matthew not destroy any property belonging to Gail without court approval. Um, they seem just suspicious, just as suspicious, just as suspicious about him as I am. Um, for the record, the reason why they didn't take custody of the children is because they both live out of state. Um, so they wanted someone from the court to watch them because they didn't trust them with their own father. I was just going to say, I'm like, well, if they don't trust them, like, why aren't they there? But that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure they had been traveling back and forth over the two or three months we were at at this point, but like. You can't blame them for not wanting to leave their home, I guess. Um, he had a lot of time to clean up his house, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> time does I don't wonders. Like him. I don't know if you could tell, but I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, to further these suspicions, Matthew and his attorneys request a hearing with the court to hold the restraining order hearing early. Uh, both Kevin and Diane, who filed the request, were obviously out of town and unable to attend, which means that their order was thrown out. So Matthew hmm. remained, or Matthew kept the custody of the children, was allowed to do what he wanted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so police were continuing to search the property. Nothing really showed up. Uh, the family had been putting together rewards, but there's just nothing. They're scraping at an empty barrel. Um, eventually, the FBI gets involved in the search. Wow. Um, Why the FBI Yeah, I thought that was involved? interesting for a missing persons case. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it gets more interesting as I get into the, the, the theories I have. Um, in September of 2011, only five months after his wife's disappearance, Matthew puts the family home up for sale. What he doesn't realize is that Gail's name is also on the deed, so until they find her dead or alive, the sale of the home cannot be finalized. Yeah. I find it really interesting that Matthew was, like, hemorrhaging money on this alleged mistress, and then, like, after a few short months, he just, like, sells her properties. Like, why do you need the cash so bad? Hmm? Yeah, why are you... Why... Like, that... Oh, so stressful. He's sketchy. I don't trust him at all. Um, in November of the same year, police start conducting aerial searches of Signal Mountain. Uh, it's really rough terrain up there. There's like, it's foresty and trees and stuff. So uh, you can't have people on the ground. So okay. they had the helicopters out searching. Um, in December 2011, they finally got their first trace of Gale. They had found her red Jeep in one of the heavily forested areas off of East Brow Road. It took uh, ha- that long to find that a red long. Jeep? It's bright red, apparently. And I saw the pictures. I will say where it was found, it's like no one's walking by there very often. Oh, okay. I was just um, like, is it like a park that people just go hang out at? Like you park your no, car and go walk? Like, um, so from what I understand, it's like 
kind of you know when you go to a cottage and you drive up those roads where it's just like trees on either side bears jump out of you and shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) it sounds like that like there's no houses there's no street signs it's just like a road through a hill forest thing like it's rough terrain it's yeah my dream So no one really was there i guess okay okay but they found the jeep um Hamilton County Sheriff Jim Hammond confirms the Jeep does belong to Gail, but also also confirms that it's empty and there's no evidence of her remains inside. Um, but yeah, like I said, I saw a picture of the Jeep in the woods and it looks like it took a beating. Um, according to official reports, it had flipped multiple times on its way down the hill. Uh, it, to me, it looked like it hit every damn tree on the way down. Oh, it went down a hill? <laughs> Yeah, so it's like oh. a forested, like, slanted hill. Oh, okay. Holy crap. And then it's just, like, trees, and it's on, like, rocks and shit. It's, uh, there will be pictures on the Instagram, guys. Okay. <laughs> I'm not painting a good picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was pretty beat up, uh, and it was pretty obvious that this was not uh, a missing person case anymore, but that they were trying to recover a body at this point. Yeah. Um. The next day, investigators returned to the site, and by 10.30 a.m., Sheriff Hammond announced that they had found her remains. Uh, They found her ID in a purse nearby, and also her cell phone was found, um, and they called a forensics team in from Knoxville, Tennessee, to help. The recovery was so difficult, so they had to, like, rappel down the hill like they were rock climbing, basically, so it took a while to get her body out of there. It took a while to get the Jeep out of there. Okay. Um, So it sounded like she had been through some shit, the poor woman. Yeah. Um, Officially... Her death was ruled an accident. Um, as I said earlier, there was storm warnings in the area, and locals in the forum said it was one of the worst storms they had seen in the area for a long time. Uh, there were warnings on the TVs for days leading up to the storm, so the running theory is that, you know, it was bad driving weather, she was on rough terrain, she just got into a huge fight with her husband, maybe she wasn't paying attention, and she somehow just Feared drove off the road. Off the road. Um, likely. However, this is where we're going to get into some theories that I found, because uh, I don't believe that shit. <laughs> Matthew's too sketchy. I don't believe it. Um, um, Obviously, the first theory is that Matthew did it. Um, (laughs) The theory (laughs) states that Matthew knew that Gail hired the private investigator and that he was going to get destroyed in court. Uh, He couldn't afford child support or an alimony payment. So he killed Gail and tried to make it look like an accident. Uh, Maybe he killed her and like put her body in the Jeep and like sort of pushed the Jeep down a hill. Who knows? Uh, I do believe he's involved in some way. It's just too weird that she goes missing uh, right at the beginning of their divorce proceedings. He barely speaks about it. He starts selling their houses and stuff. I just don't like him. It's just a weird coincidence. Another theory surrounding Matthew is that he's actually more dangerous than anybody knows. This theory is far-fetched, but I thought it was fun, so I included it anyways. (laughs) Uh, This says that Gail's private investigator found something even more damning than his mattress. Even more damning than his mistress. His mattress uh, no is, like, word. the worst thing ever. <laughs> fucking mattress. <laughs> um, there's no word on what this thing is, but locals believe that Matthew was involved in something dangerous, like drugs or, like, a mafia or something. Um, and they believe that when Gail confronted Matthew about whatever this dangerous thing is, he either killed Gail her- himself or hired a hitman to do it for him and make it look like an accident. Like I said, it's a wee bit far-fetched, but I thought it was kind of fun that why not include it, right? I feel, yeah, I was like, I'm like, that's really far-fetched because that can be like, anyone can say that, be like, oh, they died? Mafia. Oh, Literally. Yeah. Gang. You know what I mean? But it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um... There are also rumors in the forum that Gail was spotted. Why can't I talk today? Um, There are also rumors in the forum that Gail was spotted with a brown-haired woman. No one knows who this woman is, but it feeds... 
Possibly. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Good one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying it feeds the same theory as the previous one. Uh, this theory says that this brown-haired woman kidnapped Gail and killed her um, on Matthew's request, which would be really interesting if she was the mattress. Mit- Mit- mattress. Why can't I She's say the mattress. that word? <laughs> if she was the mattress. Um, but yeah, it would make sense if she was the mistress and he hired her to kill yeah. Gail. Um, Did they ever say how, like, I know they ruled her death, like... Um, an accident but did they say like how she died like i didn't look up an autopsy um i would imagine if it doesn't say accidental death it would probably say like blunt force trauma because of vehicular accident or whatever but i did not look into it um because i could be like maybe she maybe she tried to like commit suicide and go off like the cliff that's that's the uh final theory actually good one i was like Um, why why is she not in the car then Yeah, this one actually makes a lot of sense, unfortunately. Um, Her husband alleged that she was having bouts of depression prior to her her disappearance. And who could blame her? She lost her job. She was trying to divorce her cheating, stealing husband. Um, It's alleged that she decided on suicide after the couple's last fight. She dropped the kids off at home and then returned to the woods by her lake house to drive off a cliff. It's possible, I guess, but the only thing I have to say against this, and this is a really weird thing that I know, typically women prefer a, quote, clean suicide. Mm -hmm. They don't want to leave a mess behind because we're housewives, apparently. Um, (laughs) They don't want, like, a mess to clean up. So, like, think pills, stuff like that. They they typically wouldn't commit suicide in that way, but it's possible. Yeah. So, officially, this case is closed. It has been ruled an accident. Um... Everyone in their Aunt Susan still thinks Matthew's involved, but I guess we will never really know unless we get some breaking evidence, which would be kind of cool because that's been happening a lot lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, officially it's just ruled an accident and poor Gail may that's or may not I'm... get justice that she may or may not need. Because like, like, I think about it and I'm just like, maybe like she actually did get into an accident. Like she literally like mm. lost control of her car, went down the hill, was injured, but managed to like get out. Yeah. So got and... out of the car and then died. But then I'm like, why is the FBI involved? I also thought it was interesting that she was that far away from her car because, like, that would mean that she wasn't wearing a seatbelt, I would think. Yeah. Which, to me, goes to the theory that maybe he put her dead body in the car and, like, shoved it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But you never really know. Like, when I first saw this case, it was... I thought it was kind of boring. Like, girl goes missing, shows up dead in a car crash. But then, when I, again, when I got into this forum and I saw all of the, like, weird little things you know adding up i was like eh, why not we'll have a conspiracy yeah. theory episode <laughs> yeah. so we're not accusing anybody we're just theorizing we're theorizing everything prior to the statement has a big allegedly in front of it yeah <laughs> we're not accusing don't sue us thank you <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's that absolutely nuts it just, just it baffles me that fbi is involved in a missing persons case that's what i can't wrap my head right? around especially with all of these theories that he's involved in whatever it is that he's involved in yeah that's why i thought it was interesting that the fbi got involved because do they i don't think they often get involved in like a regular old missing persons case like no they wouldn't not the fbi they're more so like, i thought that was interesting maybe he was involved in something with the government who knows yeah or maybe who she knows? was we'll never know this episode ends on a mystery and i'm not sorry about it <laughs> Holly, like, said she wasn't going to stress me out. Did I stress you out? (laughs) Now I'm going to be stressed out and spend the rest of the night trying to solve this this lady's murder. murder. Oof, wait till next week. I already have next week solved. I'm already going to put a big old graphic warning now. (laughs) Oh, God. I am not prepared for this at all. That that was a good one, though. That's absolutely nuts. 
I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Like I said, it started off a little bit like, eh, but then all of the like I should post this forum somewhere cuz there's like pages yeah. and pages. If you're bored, just freaking start scrolling, guys. <laughs> I know what I'm doing tonight. Scrolling. <laughs> Speaking of scrolling, has anyone looked up Pizzagate on Twitter? <gasps> because I posted that in the stories today. I hope people looked. I hope people did. What I didn't I'm not a big Twitter user and not even close, not anymore. And Holly told me about it, and I spent like three hours just yeah going through. Um, it's mind blowing for you Gen Zers, Gen Zers. Um, apparently, it's even better on TikTok, according to my younger sister, who is of the youth. Of the um, youth, because <laughs> I was telling her about it on Twitter, and she's like, "Um, that's been on TikTok for forever." And I was like, yeah. "What's okay. a TikTok?" Uh, yeah, no, I know what TikTok is. I just don't like it. Um, <laughs> but it's insane. It's basically saying everyone in the world ever is a pedophile there's a giant pedophile ring between the government between hollywood it's insane yeah and justin bieber's a victim (laughs) yeah um there's allegedly he has cries for help in some of his music videos yeah it's insane just if you're bored rabbit hole right through that shit maybe we'll do an episode on it who knows it's absolutely crazy i feel like we'd have to do like a million part series on that though yeah it would never end it would just be a continuous we should just make a new podcast called the pizza gate and just talk about it every week oh my god let's do it could you imagine imagine we (laughs) stay tuned for that you guys (laughs) (laughs) never leaving our houses ever again nope (laughs) who needs a job we don't need jobs fuck that (laughs) and with that i guess we'll sign off that was the oldest thing you've ever said. We're going to so sign off. Bye. Sign off, kiddos <laughs> of the youths. You're showing your age there, Holly. <laughs> come hang out with us this week, though. Yeah. Come hang out. Yeah. Social media. We have it. You can we do. Talk about Pizza On the internet. Yeah. We don't have the TikToks, though. No, we don't have the TikToks. We never will have the TikToks. No. We'll no. never have the TikToks. Nope. 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 Can't but- pay me to dance like that. <laughs> um, but you can come hang out with us on Instagram at a spooky hour podcast. You can find us on Twitter talking about Pizzagate at Spooky Hour. And if you have any spooky um, stories you'd like to share with us, we have an episode of Spooky Tales maybe coming out soon. Who knows? Um, you can email them to us at the Spooky Hour Podcast 666 at gmail.com. Or if you like Instagram better, we have a cute little email button there which makes it easier for you guys we have a couple good ones already but if you want to get some in maybe we'll include it maybe 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 but because we love you guys so much we're like a family now a spooky family i love it have a fantastic week it's gonna be hot as hell here so if you're part of this heat wave stay inside stay safe stay hydrated all that fun stuff yeah and on top of that please stay spooky always stay spooky